Good morning, everybody. I'm Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio, and it is uh, December 12th, 2023, and it's starting to get look like Christmas, I guess. All right, we have Christmas coming up in 12 days, 13 days, and uh, this is one of our last shows of the year. We're going to do two more for the year, and then we'll be back in early January, okay, as I take a few times off. So I'm always glad to close off with good friends, and today we're going to be talking with the National Association for Gifted Children. I got three of their good officers here, uh, Christine Dietz, Callie Peter, and Fre- and my buddy who always sets up the shows for me, the director of media and communications, David Cutler. And we're all going to be talking about will funding for gifted education be cut by the feds? All right, and we're going to go into detail on that. And as I wrote here on the screen, if you're reading it, you know, the, the, the gifted students tend to be undervalued. Okay, gifted education, because everybody, it's a stereotype that they really don't need it because they're gifted, but that's not accurate. Okay, they need all the money and all the specialization that any kid who needs a special type of education, okay, needs. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. I hope you go over and check out everything we do over at ace-ed.org. That's the home website of our American Consortium for Equity and Education. You'll see everything we do, including all the big new news from the Excellence in Equity Awards. This podcast will be archived over there, etc. Please share it if you do listen to it. it uh, we're over at ace-ed.org, so check it all out. And without further ado, good morning. First of all, I'll say good morning, Christine. Good morning, Dr. Dietz. Welcome back. <laughs> good morning, Larry. It is so nice to join you again. You know, I always listen for snow updates on your street, so I hope you're okay. <laughs> We had snow a couple of days, maybe a week ago, a little bit of snow. It covered the lawn. The, the lawn is green, okay? There is no snow in southwest Maine right now. None. Zero. None. Oh, my goodness sakes. Yeah. Well, we're going to yeah, correct none. that. Zero. Go on. Go on. <laughs> good to wanna, hear you I'm, again. Good to be with thanks, you, friend. Pal. It's good to, good to have you here, i got to tell you, Chris. All right. And Dave, you there? The one and only hey, Larry. Good Good morning, buddy. I'm glad you were going to be a guest today. It's nice to have you here. It really is. I know. You know, I like to make myself available once or twice a year just to brighten your day. I like Santa Claus himself. Once a year he comes to visit, then he goes back to the North Pole. Would that be correct? There you go. Thank you. Very good. Keep those reindeer healthy. And Callie, okay, Dr. Feeder, welcome to – is that a good Callie Feeder? Is that good, Callie? Tell me. Hi, hi, Larry. Um, it's actually Feder, but that's all right. I'm used to it. But thank you for okay, having Fetter me today. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. And Feder it will be, Kelly. It's great to meet you and have you here. And i got to ask you a question before we get into the gifted stuff. I, I graduate. I'm from Pennsylvania. And I, although I live in Maine now, I, I'm from Pennsylvania. I went to Westchester uh, 10,000 years ago. Uh, in fact, it was so long ago that the word West hadn't been invented yet. It was just Chester. That was a joke. <laughs> Okay, so long. That's what it feels like. But at any rate, okay, I, I, you teach at, at the Commonwealth University of Pennsylvania. You're an assistant professor in the Department of Exceptionality Programs, which is great. But I had never heard of Commonwealth University of Pennsylvania. Okay, I've been away a long so, time. So I looked up. Oh. Yeah, you got to help me here. Because I looked, and I, I, at Commonwealth University of Pennsylvania, I just had to read this for people. It, it's across northern Pennsylvania in Bloomsburg. Lock Haven, Mansfield, these are all the old state college towns, and as well as Clearfield, which I didn't remember that one. But to help me out here, what is, what is Commonwealth University? 
So um, Commonwealth University, we're now integrated with the, the campuses you mentioned. It's a new kind of initiative across our state by our chancellor. We're the second of three of our state uh, universities to combine. Um, there's now Penn West, if you look it up, Larry. Um, there are three universities out more in Western PA that were part of our state school system that are now um, integrated. So what we is, work what is, together. Are they, are, they, are they these? Are they these the Western ones? Or the, tell, help me out here. Okay, so where's Commonwealth? Where, put, put me geographically in Pennsylvania. Yeah, so um, um, like Central PA, Central and yeah. Northern PA. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so okay. we still then, have our campuses. We All of our campuses are still open, Bloomsburg, uh, Lock Haven, Mansfield, and, and Clearfield. Um, but we're working to centralize programs and unify programs across campuses. Uh, so we share faculty. Students now have access to more faculty across different campuses to, you know, have a greater web of expertise in their um, desired field of study. And let me just ask this using uh, this one as an example. Can you still go to Lock Haven and just go to Lock Haven? Or if you go to Lock Haven, are you now going to be graduating from Commonwealth University? So you can go to any of the campuses, but yes, your diploma will now say Commonwealth University, oh, and yeah. underneath it would say Commonwealth University, Lock Haven, Commonwealth University, oh. Bloomsburg. And what about my old alma mater, Westchester? Is that in, combined in any of these? I think that was the, one of the biggest ones. Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> Not yet. I, I, they're still on their own. <laughs> and, and I will age myself, Callie. You'll love this. When I went to Westchester, my high school had more kids. Okay, there were about 4,500 students at Westchester when I was there. Now oh, I think it's almost yeah fifteen twenty thousand whatever the hell it is it's unbelievable that's how long yeah. ago okay we, we we commuted by chariot it was terrible okay in all <laughs> kinds of weather yeah it was really really crazy this a long time ago I went wow thank you for that update because I couldn't figure it out and sure. by the way <laughs> I, by the way I've been to say that Christine Beach is down at the University of Arkansas in Little Rock. Okay, and she is the associate director for the Mahoney Center for Gifted Education in Little Rock, beautiful Little Rock, Arkansas, which I'm sure where you are today. How's the weather? I'm sure it's nice down there. It's not cold. Is it? We are doing quite well. Thank you, Larry. You know, I love Maine, but Arkansas is home. <laughs> and it was rather cold yesterday. And I mean, like 28 degrees. That is cold for us. But it is uh, much, much better today. And I appreciate you asking. No snow. And we're just hoping we're yeah. going to make it this entire year without snow. It just, it's just well, devastating. I, I, I hope you do, but you miss the joy of snow, shoveling it, snow blowing it, driving oh, through it, the joy. having it ruin your car. Joy you miss all that. The, the, yeah. the snow pile at the end of your street that you can't drive past. I know. Well, just, well, so just have Callie send you some. Callie and I will send you some in a shoe. <laughs> Because where we live, it's going to snow. I can almost guarantee you. Okay? You can yeah. play with your kids it's or whoever funny. out there. Yeah. Okay. Gifted <laughs> Education, NAGC. Actually, I'm going to do something. Dave, tell us about NAGC. Okay? You are the Director of Public Affairs and Strategic Engagement. But I will just give a cursory overview of NAGC. You give a good one. Go ahead. David. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so NAGC, the National Association for Gifted Children, uh, we're the largest organization in the country supporting students with advanced abilities and their, and their teachers, their parents, paraprofessionals, other educators, 
really advocating and, and doing the work to make sure that our kids who have advanced abilities, who are gifted and talented, uh, are supported, uh, that their needs are met, and we continue to advocate for uh, their progress and yeah. uh, to make sure that they're getting everything uh, that they need in, in schools and programs across the country. Yeah, and as I said at the beginning of the show, it's hard to do, okay, because it's an undervalued side, if I may, of special education. I do consider it a special way to teach. It's a special education thing. I don't know whether you agree with me on that definition, but I think it kind of falls under that umbrella. But it's an undervalued one because people think, oh, he's gifted. He can learn on his own. Let's put the money elsewhere. But that's not the way it works. And I'm going to ask Dr. Dietz about this. Dr. Dietz, am I correct? Larry, you, it's like you wrote the book. It's you amazing, absolutely, isn't it? Yeah. You absolutely get it. And, and I think one of the best ways to think about gifted education is what if it wasn't there? Then every child would be on the same page doing the same thing at the same time. And I think we can all agree that that is not in the best learning in. Uh, interest of our children and so the person who understood this the most at the time was jacob k javits the senator from new york who a lot of people don't remember anymore believe me okay javits center in new york all that you know and thank god we had the namesake leading the charge on this initiative uh that was established in 1988 Um, And it's a program that was established by the U.S. Department of Education to support gifted and talented students. But you know what? Before you have a gifted and talented student, you have a student. And that's where the Jacob K. Javits comes in as such a valuable part of the whole system of finding the child, educating the teacher to know what to do with bright and gifted and talented students. And also, what I love about the Javits Grant is that at the heart of these initiatives is how to find children who would benefit from these services. Yeah. Yeah, we've got to do that. I mean, it's it's, it's a never-ending battle, okay? Never-ending. Again, it's it's not prioritized because, again, there's a stereotype out there. Okay. Now, well, by the Larry, way, that stereotype yeah. exists within educators too. It, it, it's the same. Yes, it's, a, it's a challenge across the board. Okay. And I'll tell yes. you something. And Callie, Callie, let's go over to Callie for a second. Callie, you know, when I was back back when when I was in school, none of this was ever mentioned in teacher training. None of it. Okay. It was just I taught history. I took history courses. Took a couple of of really bad education courses at the old Westchester. Okay. And then boom, I graduated. Okay. And I hope that, you know, I know you're a director of exceptionality programs, but my point is regular, if I may, such a word, regular teachers need to be trained in this kind of thing, just to be able to notice it. Is it brought up in regular teacher training? Kelly. So, so Larry, you bring up a great question, and, and that really changes state to state, which is, something else that the the Javits funding really goes nationally and can help every state. So our, your your home state and my Pennsylvania, um, we have a mandate to serve gifted kids if they're identified, but we don't have any state funding, which is not the case in other states. And I'm sure Christine could tell you how it works in Arkansas. 
Um, some states have funding, some don't. So in PA, we don't have funding. So every kid that's identified uh, in Pennsylvania, the district has to figure out how they're paying for that service, how they're paying for that teacher salary, you know, the curriculum, everything that that kiddo needs to, to support their gifted and talented traits, um, which leads to our, you know, um, inequity yeah, in our own state. Yeah. And so that's, that's another reason why we don't see it in pre-teacher service. Um, there's not a gifted education certification in our state. We do have an endorsement now, so we're moving in the correct direction to have certified gifted <laughs> teachers. Um, but because there's, there's, you know, little to no funding, it's, it's not part of the programming at this point in time. It is something, you know, we'll, we'll talk about PA a little bit more in a bit, but um, it's something we're working on in our own state. But, you know, like I said, I should, I'm sure Christine can tell you in Arkansas it's probably very different than it is in Pennsylvania because we don't have I'm a... Sure it is. Yes, I'm sorry to mean to interrupt you like that. Chris, Chris, thank you, Kelly. Christine, okay, I want you to, you can go into the, what's going on in Arkansas, and then you can talk about Javits grants in general, okay? What, what are they? And also, I'd like to know, I, Jacob Javits, I know he died of ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease, okay? And I can't remember when that happened, but he, but you were saying how important he was, and he must have been involved in education grants, obviously, when he was in the Senate and prior to all his, his health aggravation. Do you know anything about that? And how did, when did this start and what exactly are they so people understand? You mean the, what are the Javits grants? Yes. That's what, so that's what I mean. Yes, sir. Well, uh, first <laughs> let me talk about my fabulous state. We have, Arkansas has a funded mandate, which means that uh, we identify students and we have a uh, no one ever has enough money but we have a a specific amount of, ta of taxpayer money that goes to education of gifted and talented children which includes uh their teachers so there's the, the funds can be used for staffing and wow. professional development now that didn't wow. happen by accident. It took years of advocacy, and David and I talk about this, and Callie and I talk about this all the time, how important our state advocacy groups are. These are our parents and educators and uh, stakeholders, policymakers on the ground who are championing for all students. Now, every student has value in work what where gifted and talented education comes in are for the students who are ready to to work at a faster pace or work differently than the person hmm. sitting next like to them so it's I like that. well it's just true uh, every everyone can true. contribute and should contribute to society but it is our job to catch them as early as as we can and and help them d develop their talents to to their fullest potential. You asked, well, uh, so, you know, yeah, yay, Arkansas. Ahead. We've just worked so hard on it um, and, and continue to do so every day. It is the daily battle. I know you do. Um, but the Javits grant itself has undergone multiple reauthorizations since its establishment in 1988, and it's typically included as part of a broader federal education legislation the programs played a critical role in promoting awareness and gifted education, advocating for the needs of gifted and talented students, and supporting 
these really incredible initiatives that contribute to the improvement of gifted education practices across the country. Gifted education evolves all the time based on the research and best practices that come out of um, the, the research that's happening um, because of the Javits Grants, which is the only federal money available to Javits Grants. Now, why are we here? And David's going to talk about it right now. In the current budget, it is yep. a that the item's not funded. So all the alarms have gone off. Go ahead. Are you there? Yeah, and, that's, uh, yeah, I'll just follow up on what oh, Christine said. Yeah, the, go, the, go ahead. For, yeah, for the, I didn't know, you, yeah, for I didn't know what you were going to continue. And by the way, I have to say something. I just looked up Jacob Javits. He was always a favorite senator of mine. Okay, he died in oh. 1980. He, uh, uh, I can't remember when he died. I'm looking it up here. I can't see it. Okay. And uh, at any rate, I didn't notice. Thank you. And he was a, he was a Republican. I always thought he was a Democrat. I just learned something today. He was a Republican. There you go. Well, right. and that means that part of uh, New York uh, was Republican at the time. So, Well, the, yeah, yeah. And the politics were very different when he was in office, I have to say. Very okay? different. But I, I did not know that. I, I just always assumed. There you go. Thank you well, for putting me on, on the, the right track here, guys. Thank you. That's the gem of Appreciate your show. It. We learn something new every day. Well, uh, well, you know, and, and also it's important to, to, to just look at always the politics of the situation and how things change all the time, okay? Yeah, it, it's, just, it's just amazing. So thank, I, I would have never looked that up had we not been talking about it. I didn't mean to go on and divert like that, David. Continue. Talk about um, no worries. the budget for this Yeah. Month. Yeah. Absolutely. So for fiscal year 24, the uh, House Appropriations Committee uh, last month came out and uh, – came out and basically said we're not going to propose funding Javits grants at all. Uh, so that's a $16.5 million cut. And as Christine said, that's the only federal funding for gifted education, you know, across the country. Um, everything else is state and local based. Um, so even though, you know, it's a really, it's a small uh, oh, piece of pie, a minuscule piece of pie. It's pocket change. You know, it's pocket change. Yes, absolutely. I, it's yeah. um, it's .00000002% of the federal budget. Um, so, you know, and, and in their, you know, in their rationale area, I'll read it to you verbatim. The House Republicans came out and said, the Appropriations Committee is concerned that the Department of Education's focus on equity within gifted and talented programs further divides American students and leaves them less prepared to compete in a challenging global economy. The committee believes gifted and talented programs should be merit-based, and they zeroed it out. Um, you know, as NAGC said in our statement about this, you know, if Congress is really serious about making sure that our kids are prepared to compete in the global economy, that they actually fund Javits instead of, yes. you know, essentially zeroing it out. Hello. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's the exact, you, it's the you exact would think opposite. That. Using a rationale that, that balances the exact opposite. Okay. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's unbelievable. Okay. That's unbelievable. It, 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 I have to ask yeah, this it, question, it, by it, the way, everybody. I will ask this. My three guests will not answer okay i will simply say uh, congress has no idea what the hell they're doing with this okay uh, these are these are this is like me they, this is like asking me to build a time machine okay i wouldn't even know where to begin they have no idea what in the hell they're talking about okay that's me okay we can now move on everybody okay <laughs> i have no idea right 
no idea. It's ridiculous. You're making decisions based on nothing. You're talking. You're talking about sixteen million bucks in the federal government. Okay, it's it's that's off the charts nuts. Okay, that they would even consider cutting that. Okay, it doesn't even make sense. And the interesting thing, and I hate to bring this up because I never get too political here, but as I said a few minutes ago, I was I was surprised, astounded, frankly. That Jacob Javits, who was extremely liberal, was a Republican. In my opinion, he was liberal. Okay, and it's uh, the House now is a is a is Republican. You know, and and they uh, that committee is majority Republican. Okay, and I I'm, it, it just I wonder if it's political or educational their decision. What do you well you don't have to answer that. That's a bad question. Okay, but it's just something <laughs> we're thinking about. Okay, it's just well, ridiculous. Okay, now wait, a minute, I got to ask this. Okay, so if there's no state funding, okay, from Pennsylvania, Callie, you can answer this one, okay? Why would they even care if they can get what was, I hope still continues, Javits money from the feds? How much would they, how much would they have given, okay, two million bucks? So they could probably get that from the feds, okay? In other words, I'm trying to figure out how the Javits grants fit into state funding. Callie, is that a good way to put it? Sure. So in our state, we actually, yeah, we just actually received a Javits grant. Our our gifted liaisons at the Department of Ed put in for a Javits fund and received the first non-research-based Javits funding. Um, So this funding, they got um, $3.5 million to expand access to gifted ed in our state. So what this is doing in our state is it's going to help the Department of Ed provide more systemic technical assistance to support the excellent achievement gap that's in our own state because there's zero dollars of funding currently. Um, So it's going to provide direct professional development to teachers. So you talk about teachers not getting um, train, training on yeah, gifted they ed, they're now going to have that right from the Department of Ed, who's also collaborating with some um, some great national minds uh, in gifted ed, along with our state department, uh, our state um, gifted organization, the Pennsylvania Association for Gifted Ed. They're all going to work together to provide this training to current uh, teachers that are in the classroom, and they're also going to work on encouraging collaboration between the higher education institutions to better prepare our pre-service teachers before they get out there in the world. Um, that, would, that would be great. So, yeah, did they, so it's Callie, one of the Callie, did, they the did, they, did they already get the check? I believe they started working on it already. I've seen Good. promotions for different events. Cash the check this <laughs> afternoon. Okay. Cash the check. It's not the first year of funding is what they have, which is exciting. It Mm -hmm. it is exciting. There's an interesting point you said. Dave, you said the whole budget was $16 million for Javits? Did I hear that right? Yeah, $16.5 for $23. And they gave $3.5 million to Pennsylvania? Yes. Yes. That's a huge percentage of $16 million when there were 50 states. And now I have the next question. Okay. Are all the states aware? Are all the states trying to get a piece of that sixteen million? Okay, I'll ask who should I ask on that? Christine, I'll ask you. Are all the states trying to get a piece of the sixteen million? 
because three well, five million it, in Pennsylvania I, I, is a lot of money, a lot of share. Of that. I I'm not, know. Not Pennsylvania, Penn State. I met my wife in Penn State, so let's move on from that. Okay. Oh I like well, Penn. State. Penn, yeah. Penn State's just a, okay. It's just great. So, yeah, so, so Larry, it, it, yes. it, there's there's a couple answers there. Uh, number one, are all the states going for it? They have the same opportunity as as everybody. There's there's an open call. The, the calls come in May at when, when we have to submit the grants. Now, you need a team of grant writers, and, and you need an idea, a researchable idea that is, that, is based by, that is based on established practices and, and how, you're going to, how your research or program is going to add to the, the greater knowledge here. So there's that. But school districts can apply. Departments of Education, as in Pennsylvania's case, can yeah. apply. So different entities, cities can apply. So all sorts of people can apply. Now, the year that this year, when, when Pennsylvania received their grant, they were one of five institution, institution organizations yeah. who received funding. So, I mean, and we're celebrating that. Um, it, it, it is very competitive, Larry. It is the most competitive thing you can possibly imagine. You know, it's like an Indy 500 for grant writers. Um, but if anyone is interested in more information, go to the Javits uh, K, um, uh, Jacob K. Javits grant page at mm-hmm. .gov, and you can mm-hmm. read about the current funded grants in the previous years. So what happens, Dave, let me swing back to you. Thanks, Chris. What happens, where, where are we now? When would a new budget take effect? And is it literally zero that they're proposing? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so right now, Congress is still negotiating the budget for fiscal year 24. Uh, they're operating on a continuing resolution right now uh, through mid-January. Um, so everything's still funded at fiscal year 23 levels. Uh, but, you know, right now is, is the time for people to act while Congress still uh, is negotiating. Um, the House's budget, Larry, you know, I don't take it too seriously. Um, I mean, th- this is a budget that also recommended uh, eliminating all of Title III funding. You know, that's, that's all the funding for English language learners in the United States. That's almost a billion dollars. Um, and almost, I think they wanted a 30% cut to Title I of the Every Student Succeeds Act. That's for underserved students. Um, I don't think anybody in the Senate takes that seriously, Larry. Um, the folks who I've spoken to certainly don't. Um, but, you know, we do have bipartisan support in the Senate, which I'm really thankful for. Uh, That's you know, good. We, uh, That's good. Sen- Senator, Senator Grassley, a Republican from Iowa, um, has been a, a real big supporter of, of Gifted Ed. Uh, He's on the other side of the man. aisle, He's a yeah, um, man. on the other side of the aisle, uh, Cory Booker from New Jersey has been a huge proponent for Gifted Education. Um, and, you know, we're, we're hopeful that those folks can, you know, make sure that Javits gets funding. But, you know, in the meantime, if, you know, for your listeners and for advocates out there, you know, call your, call your reps, call your senators especially. Uh, NAGC has done great work. We're, we're working with uh, Council for Exceptional Children, who has very generously Good. set up a, um, an advocacy action campaign in partnership with us. Uh, so if, if you go to exceptionalchildren.org, uh, forward slash take action, uh, you can write your members of Congress very easily and very quickly and tell them, please don't cut Javits and, and how important it is. So uh, I would really ask everybody to, to take the time to do that now because now is the time to, to make some noise. 
And, and what's your feeling? I mean, you know, the house and and the house is set up, okay, to be uh, what should I say, ornery. I'll say it that way. That's that's what the house is <laughs> was kind of set up for. And some uh, some famous politician would say that the Senate is the place where bills go to cool off. Okay, the, the house yep. is fiery. Okay. And, and um, you know, the Senate is supposed to be more pensive, more thoughtful, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, what can I say about the House of Representatives? Everybody reads the paper, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> All right? So, so will, are they willing to negotiate all this and, and make, make something happen? And where, where do you think what's going to wind up, Dave? Uh, you know, I'm really hopeful that, you know, it, you know, we're asking for level funding. I think that's our realistic expectation. Um, we don't want any cuts. You know, we're hoping that it can continue to be uh, funded yeah. at $16.5 million. I think that's, you know, uh, a middle-of-the-road, uh, you know, compromise. Well, uh, and, yeah, I'm hopeful, I'm hopeful that, you know, I don't think – I'm not sure how wise it would be, you know, politically to have significant massive cuts to education going into election year. That's just, you know, a political take and kind of political, one, you know, politics 101. Yeah. Um, so, so I'm hopeful for that, and I don't think anybody wants to see a government shutdown and all the ramifications that that can have. So, you know, I'm certainly hopeful. I know NAGC is hopeful that, you know, people can come to the table and, uh, you know, really fund a, a really important program that, that helps our kids. At the, at the end of the day, that's what it's about, it's about making sure that our, our gifted children, our, their needs are met, and that especially those who are underrepresented, underrepresented and underserved, you know, that, you know, these these fun, these funds and the research programs uh, benefit them, you know, at the end of the day. So, you know, we're going to continue really fighting does. for that. And, 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 you know, you say it helps our kids. It does more than that. It helps the whole country. Okay? When Absolutely. You're dealing with kids who, you know, I'll, I'll say the best and the brightest, gifted kids. Okay? You want to you work with that. And, 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 and those, are, those, are the, those are the kids that are good. Not that all kids don't make a difference, but these kids really have the potential to make a real difference. Okay? And and it's really, it's really important, okay? You know, back in the old days when I was much younger, they actually wrote a book called The Best and the Brightest, okay? And that's what we look to, okay? We've got to make sure that we nurture that. That's what it's all about. I wanted to ask other things. You know, we can talk about Javits grants, et cetera, et cetera, but there is an excellent gap, and I just wanted to ask my two professors. Uh, Chris, give me a, an example, okay, of how – Javits grant has been used to really help the kids. Chris. Oh, thank you so much for this. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for this question. Very quickly, the uh, uh, I'm working with a current Javits grant on talent spotting in the younger grades, and you're never going to believe what what our innovation is, Larry. We use engineering challenges and STEM challenges and biography of eminent oh. individuals who, who struggled as children and, and, and young adults to become uh, eminent in, in, their, in their fields. So we've, um, for this particular year, we focused on women in STEM. And, and so oh, the children read the biography, and then they do the, the experiments, and that's what the kids are doing. What are the teachers doing? They're watching the light bulbs come on in their young kids that's right. in grades two and three. And, if, and as we see the light bulbs come on, 
we can continue to nurture. And this is for all children, not just the one who has the hand up in the air all the time. No, this is all children. And we're having tremendous success in our talent spotting initiatives. Uh, Look, uh, this is our 13-year plus of uh, working in this uh, particular uh, area of talent spotting in the younger grades. So we're quite encouraged. We need our Javits funding uh, to continue this fine work that that the country will see, because these children just continue right on up the line, hopefully continuing on in the STEM fields. That's right. We've got to be aware of that. And by the way, the other side light of that is when the lights go on, the Javits grants, the light bulbs go on and the Javits grants save electricity because all the light bulbs are on. <laughs> yes. Very economical. And provide the juice. So, there you go. Right. Very so economical. The grants are critical. It's important. Critical. It really, when you can see that spark in a kid, it's, it's really something. Callie, you got a story for us on a Javits grant? I was just going to say, like with our current money that we received in PA, we're going to be starting to see that connection down to the students and seeing some of our kiddos yeah. who have yeah. been missed be captured where they can have that yeah. access and, and grow equitably. Because uh, we also have a large population of kids who are twice exceptional that may have been That's identified right. already with Good some point. kind of special Good education point. needs. And we're developing and growing that need, but we're not meeting their needs on their higher end, on their gifted side. So we're kind of growing our kids, you know, not balanced, um, not equitably, um, even for, you know, that population of kiddos. So, uh, you know, I'm excited that PA has that money now uh, so we can see some of that connection down where that, like Christina's saying, she's seeing in Arkansas with the, the money they received over the years. So I'm, I'm hopeful to have a, a better story next time with some, you know, success well, coming out of it. Well, you'll, you'll come back and tell us those better stories, and I hope you'll use that. that you I would love you to. You state of Pennsylvania. Yeah, we'll, we'll use all, yeah. all this to, uh, to, to work. And I have one last question. Callie, I'll ask you, but I don't think you can answer this, and I, I think Christine would be the best. <laughs> okay? Great. Christine, why is it Arkansas and not Kansas, the other state? <laughs> Well, because we're Arkansas. That is just, you wouldn't believe half the way we're going to. Why aren't you Arkansas? Uh, the, See, it's, 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 uh, well, we say we're Arkansas. We are Arkansas. No, we're going to find a different way to pronounce every word in the book when you come down here. So <laughs> it's, um, it's, it, it is, that's how you know you're from here. It's <laughs> by the way you pronounce things. Yeah, it, it, it is true, but even so, in Arkansas, you can't find a good steak sandwich. That's all I have to say on the subject. Okay, you can search well, all of Arkansas. come over, I'll do my best. I know you will. Sandwich. I know you will. This but is we'll great, talk guys. about and barbecue. You... <laughs> <laughs> I haven't never had Arkansas barbecue. That's interesting. Oh, my okay. gosh. Well, I no. just said, come on. Well, that's, that, that, that is a good invitation. Okay? That's Arkansas pie. Invitation. You know, yeah. barbecue pie. Look, Mom. <laughs> Sounds good. All of you have a great holiday. Thanks for being here today. You did a great job on the show making this clear. Thank you, Larry. I appreciate it. Christine, you're wonderful. Callie, keep up the good work and good old PA. And Dave, we'll do more next year. Okay, we're going to schedule right, Thanks, soon. Larry. Okay, thanks, Absolutely. guys. Happy holidays to you. Thank you're you. Thank thanks. you. Happy holidays. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, three great guests from NHGC. Check it all out. This Javits stuff is really important. I'll say it again. 
you're, you're, we're asking people who knew nothing about education to fund it. It doesn't matter if we're talking about gifted or whatever. It's easy to say we don't want to spend the money, but look what they're not spending the money on. Okay. At the same time, you can see that there's a tremendous learning loss gap and everything else. It's just unbelievable that they would decide to cut something. It makes no sense at all. Okay. So write your congressman. Write your senators, all that sort of stuff. We're going to archive the show over at ace-ed.org. I'm Larry Jacobs. Thanks for listening.